0: Hello, this is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice, me, Michael Q. And me, Roger Bell West. And this month, uh, the summer has not ended yet mm, in High The star, it hurts! I'm terribly sorry. I apologise for the troll. Um, I should probably apologise to the troll, but I'm not actually responsible for uh, arranging the weather yet. Um, And this month we're going to be wandering all over the place with a slightly different set of questions from the ones we have been answering for the past nine years or so when we do RPG a day. This is a potpourri, uh, this is a gallimuffery, this is a random
1: mixture of stuff that we will talk about. This is also really quite a long episode. We aim for RPG a minute but we really don't make it. (laughs) Uh, First of all, Roger... Uh, thank you to John Hagen for dropping some money in our tip jar. This does encourage us to keep the show going and uh, if if you would like to uh, do this yourself, uh paypal.me slash rogerbw and say that it's via uh, IRTD. And we we'll, and uh, we do indeed, thank you very
0: much, and doff our hats at you. Um and there's another and the second thing we wanted to say. people at the Bundle of Holding give us early access to their um, offers and a chance to review them, and when we feel like talking about them, uh, we do, and Roger has two of them that he wants to talk about
1: now. Yeah, so the first of these is the one that really grabbed me, uh, yeah. the Historica Arcanum Bundle, yeah. and this is partly because my immediate thought when I saw, oh, it's a thing for D&D 5th edition, was Oh, um, there are many, many, many things for D and D fifth edition, and most of them are about bashing monsters in dungeons, sometimes yeah, the space dungeons. Yeah. That um, was that. That was my reaction too. However, this is, I think, a little more interesting. Uh, so, the, it is indeed designed for D and D fifth. So there is all this class and level stuff, which, as far as I'm concerned, you you just strip off and substitute your system of choice. Yeah. Um, but it's a Turkish company, uh, Metis Creative. The names of the authors appear also to be Turkish, which is nice. Um, and the settings, there are two of them in this bundle, are a 19th century Istanbul and a yeah. 13th century Silk Road with various uh, relevant states um, with magic. Yeah. Both the magic and the non-humans that you have to have, because it's D&D, are basically fairly hidden. I mean, you know, there, there are rumours about them, but you, you don't just see one down the pub. Um, so while that is, of course, an extremely good, and not even written by me, uh, GURPS sourcebook for the Silk Road, and indeed one for, for uh, the history of Constantinople, um, what you got here is. A an explicitly fantasied but lightly fantasied, with people with innate magic, with weird magic that has a cost to it, and hmm. I, I find both of these really quite interesting. Simply because it, it's written by people who live there rather than in generic Western Europe or, um, or the U.S. So, well, uh,
0: and they have sort of given a minimal tithe of honouring the uh, uh, the the Western-inspired fantasy of D&D, is what you yeah. say.
1: The impression I get is that they're doing this because they know a lot of people who play D&D, they reckon they can sell a lot by saying, you know, D&D players buy this, rather than because they think it is intrinsically tied to D&D, which, you know, it, it is, whether one likes it or not, the lingua franca system that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the maximum market you'll get. The cover of the three books features fanged
0: face skulls and seem to indicate more of a horror um,
1: focus than fantasy. Mm, reading through them, I, mean, I haven't read them thoroughly, there is a lot of stuff here. Um, yeah. The impression I'm getting is uh, both the fantasy and the horror elements are fairly light. I mean, Frankly, when I when I look at City of Crescent, I think, yep, it is the Istanbul nineteenth century one. Yeah. yeah, the the impression I get is, oh boy, I want to run an occult investigation game in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I may yet do so. Uh, I'm I'm less enthused by the Silk Road, but um, it's a fascinating period. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'm, there's no way I'm going to use this directly, uh, but I, there's a significant chance that I'm going to take this at some point pull it apart build something that is maybe not exactly the same as it but it's going to rely heavily on it. Okay. How long is this going to be available? Uh, that is running until the 4th of September. So if you listen to this mid-month, too bad. You might have a better chance
0: with Everywhere, which is um a yet another rules light universal tabletop role-playing system.
1: Yeah, so the but this is derived from Barbarians of Lemuria, which has had some success.
0: Yeah, um, I quite liked that when I read it. Yeah,
1: it, it's quite lightweight. It's basically two d six plus attribute versus a target number, and I think you have four attributes. Mm-hmm. Um, I it is explicitly sword and sorcery, which is not a genre that I find especially interesting. However, mm-hmm. um, this is yeah, this is the generic version. Um, but Roger, you say you could use fudge instead, and I probably would, but. It wouldn't be hard to convert it. Hmm. I and what, yeah, what this on. what this has that uh, is particularly valuable to me, I think, is the settings. Uh, so you've got you've got a weird west with vampires, uh, you've got cyberpunk. Uh, it's specifically eighties a- uh, anime in the cyberpunk genre. So you know you're you're Akira and such like, which I'm I'm all in favour of. Mm-hmm because uh, uh, you've got a 1930s pulp, which is perhaps a bit broad, but that could be fun, and you've got uh, Red Venus, which is the Cold War extending through the solar system. So, okay. There's also, a uh, a, a, vi- a
0: badass Vikings with his mythos uh, monsters. Which yeah, though, I there I are a whole bunch
1: of monster that. books, which, uh, again, my, my t- uses tends to be mind them for ideas rather than worry about the stats. But yeah if either you that's the thing you do or you are less you you're just happy to run it with barbarians of livery which you know you've heard good things about and so have i yeah could be interesting and this is, and that will be running a week later than
0: um than the historica arcanum uh, which will bring it to uh, the 11th of september all right so uh, give, them the, give them a look and um well and do let us know what you think for many years now every August we uh, delve into the uh, into the offerings of a thing called RPG a day a uh, regular annual fest of talking about role-playing games on the internet and also on our program, uh, where people are encouraged to write every day in answer to a question or a writing prompt or something uh, for uh, role-playing games. And now it's come around to the point at which the organisers have decided to look back and ask the same questions over again, which we answered how many years ago
1: now, Roger? Uh, this was episode 21 in September 2014. So, nine years? Good grief. Yeah, I, I, I think this is, this is number 10 of the thing. I, I didn't realise we'd come in at the beginning, to be honest, but shrug. All right.
0: <laughs> shrug. We're, we will uh, we, we will do it all over
1: again. We have no shame. Well, these aren't exactly the same questions anyway, but uh, okay. as okay. we go along, we will compare with at least what I remember of our answers back then. Yeah, I still have some notes. I'm still using the same same format for notes that I was using ten nine nine years ago. This this is why why meddle with perfection, Roger? Yes, I am using Emacs. How, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, first RPG played this time. It's the first RPG you played this year. Okay, what would that be? Well, I, I didn't play any RPGs at. Uh, StabCon in January. Uh, Mostly board gaming. Uh, But I did... I think the first game I ran this year was shortly after that, which is the GURPS Dungeon Bash campaign we've Mm -hmm. talked about occasionally uh, on this. Uh, Adapting Pathfinder to GURPS Dungeon Bashing does seem to work reasonably well, with some interesting limitations. Okay. Like... um, Pathfinder basically wants you to use, use your good thing once or maybe twice and then do something else. You, know, you, you, you have mm. classic D&D magic where, where the spell is gone when you've cast it and, mm. and you may have special abilities that have limited uses as well, whereas GURPS rewards you for um, finding the, the best thing to do to this monster and then hammering on that again and again, which is fine but not particularly exciting okay I have come back I,
0: I come back from my plunge into into my records and it says here that either I was playing in my friend Drax's um, Dungeon world game uh, that first week or I was doing what we call the Winterville game uh, which is a longer daytime session sometime during the Christmas holidays um, and uh, it was the base it originally grew out of my Wednesday Nightclub not actually being able to meet um, at the rented hall then, but we, we now do it as a thing of tradition. And that was a GURPS game, which was a follow-up to um, a series of games. Basically, I'd been running a series of games in the previous year about uh, people working for the, um, for the magistrate service of the new reforming emperor of um, Megalosh on... Earth storm and, uh, uh, and, uh, and, and this was now eighty
1: percent less spoiler. And
0: now, and and this was another group. I gave them the role of another group uh, going to report to the Emperor on uh, on uh, a Winter Court and uh, getting involved in a, a Lock Castle mystery, uh, which involved um, an ancient enemy of this of my of the Wednesday Night groups. In my GURPS campaigns, whom they had entirely forgotten about and paid no attention to and didn't really enjoy all the cunning clues I laid down. So, I'd let this be a warning to you nostalgia is dangerous.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, on to the next question for which I've utterly failed to prepare. So,
1: uh, first RPG Game Master, presumably also this year, because otherwise it's going to be the same as last time. Uh, yeah. I think it may have been you. Uh... If if, okay. if we don't count ourselves, because uh, cause we were starting the Traveller game in February, I'm I'm not sure mm. who else's game I may have been in, but it's at least plausible. <laughs> oh yes, um, I at StabCon
0: I ran uh, an Everway game, mm-hmm. uh, um, which was fun. Uh, Nicole Lindros's The Bright Fires from the uh from the uh, new um,
1: edition of Everway. It's always struck um, me as quite an interesting. Way way of doing things, but def- definitely um, not for players who want to rely in any way on stats. It's for players who want to make stuff up.
0: Yeah, and for GMS who want to want to improvise things at the very last moment. It's it's a it's a very want to as opposed game. to actually do that, which is every GM. I th- I think that um, it's it's for a GM who wants to rely on his on his inner fires rather than on uh, on statistics and mechanics statistics and mechanics are very useful sources
1: of inspiration but... oh yeah give me a good random table uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, okay next question first RPG you bought this year uh, let, let let's be reasonably flexible Ooh, on this
0: um my brain. I I probably picked up one of the um, I probably uh, kicked up picked up a kickstarter or two. I've been uh, I've been indulging in the um and plays um random table collections. Um just mm-hmm. for, you know, as as we say inspiration. Um and I th- I mm, let me, I, I think that at this moment I go and look in my email queue and search for kickstarter. <laughs> Yeah, I should probably answer the question. Uh, that, that, but going back to August, going back to January. Oh, come on, gosh, this is a long queue. Uh, ah, well, I seem to have wiped everything before.
1: Um. <laughs> Deleting email, how quaint! You, you yeah. that's a sign that you're expecting to have to go to court.
0: <laughs> or, or that I have too much time on my hand. It might have been different trouble for uh, Greg Stolz's Termination Shock, which is a game I admire in awe. And the couple of times I've tried to to run it have totally failed to understand the mechanics or realised partway through that I've totally failed to understand the mechanics.
1: (laughs) Clearly, that's a candidate for for one of the later uh, questions here. Uh for me uh I don't buy a lot of stuff but a couple of kickstarters arrived and the first one was the Cthulhu Hack second edition. Mm. So it says Paul Baldowski's quite rules light uh derived from the Black Hack um your your stats are flashlights and cigarettes. Yeah. And that that's pretty much gives gives you the idea. Um I like it. I don't use it a lot. Apart from anything else, because I'm I'm now writing for mm. Cthulhu Eternal, and I feel I should I should have some uh, loyalty brand to loyalty, yeah. Well, also you know it, it's a good. It, it doesn't have the super complexity of modern Call of Cthulhu with with its chase rules and stuff. Uh huh. Um. And yeah, it gets the job done as far as I'm concerned. Also, at the same time, sad to say, you know, people see a, a game advertised as Gerps, they they veer away from that game. Um uh, yeah I'm still quite it's... happy to run stuff in that but if I say Cthulhu Eternal or Cthulhu hack I'll get more players so shrug Yeah we we,
0: we might discuss that that later on when it comes to favorite we touch on favorite uh, systems yeah because um it's a it's a thing that I've noticed um uh, in that the reputation of GURPS stops it actually
1: being played and
0: uh, it's very odd
1: Yeah, I've been writing about this for for publication elsewhere recently, but basically the GURPS I actually play at the table is a a very lightweight game, which is essentially a loop of, here is a thing, player says, I want to do X, player, roll against that skill, tell me your result. Okay, so we continue. Um, But it's got its problems, and we'll certainly come back to that. Uh, just comparing with our, with our original answers, which was first RPG played, first RPG game master, and first RPG bought ever in our personal careers. Uh, yeah. for, for me, that's all basically uh, Moldvay basic D&D at school in uh, 1982.
0: So, And in my, my case, it's, it's all basically uh, white box D&D um, with, uh, with the addition of, uh, of uh, what's it called? Uh, Greyhawk. Uh, where, uh, when I started running myself. So uh,
1: most recent game bought. Uh, most which, recent which is for me an, another Kickstarter, which is Cthulhu Awakens. Yeah, you may spot a theme here. Uh, uh, th- this this um, is basically the Age system. Uh, specifically, yeah. it, it started off uh, being planned as a modern Age supplement. Yeah. Uh, but they felt they they wanted to change enough that it it made more sense as a standalone game. Uh, I like the age system. It's um, reasonably good for fast-moving action once you've got the hang of, you've got these stunt points and you've got to to spend them on stuff because they're Uh going away if you don't. Um, I would like to run this some more. Uh, I I have the pre-release book. They They haven't produced the final PDF yet, but that's definitely on a... Recent recent arrival that I that I'm keen to use when I have some time to prepare for it.
0: Most recent game board. so recent that it hasn't arrived yet. Are the uh, two new uh, gods <laughs> supplements for Glorantha, which may indicate a uh, a revival in my enthusiasm for running a uh, uh, RuneQuest. I, somebody gave, somebody handed me a copy of uh, Six Seasons in Sata. Which is a, a campaign for RuneQuest or HeroQuest uh, in Golantha, Um and said here, see what you can make of that. <laughs> and the, the 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 gods this time are the gods of the storm and the gods of the earth, who are the most frequent um, player character pantheons um, and I, well, don't I, that... I think
1: they're, they're basically reason, reasonably adventury friendly I mean on the one hand you're going out and smiting stuff on the other hand you're, you're defending your village and, and the harvest are so by going out and smiting yeah. stuff, I so. stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah so what was it ten years ago nine years ago um, mm. at that point I was basically still buying uh, just GURPS so <laughs> I, I am yeah. now buying stuff that isn't GURPS Oh, is this an improvement? Um, well, for, for as as far as I'm concerned, yes. It's not. It's not that I'm buying less Gerps. It's that less Gerps is being released.
0: And you, and you've got to soak up that um, surplus income somewhere.
1: Okay. Uh, oldest also, game... also, chances are, any given Gerps thing has at least a fifty percent chance that that I was a lead playtester on it. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oldest game we've played. Strangely enough dungeons and uh, dragons
0: um this this must still be the answer for 90% of games
1: well do do we count which edition of the rules because if we don't it's tunnels and trolls because that came out in 75 for me
0: oh right well uh all the i think i think it still has to be um it still has to be for me dungeons and dragons i was unclear which rule set uh Dave Langwood was was using when he ran that first game. Um <laughs> uh, the oldest uh rule set I've used was post um Greyhawk so it had the thief and was the paladin in there by then. Um and I, that's why I call myself a gaming dinosaur second class because I never actually played my I never actually ran something myself without uh, the addition of Greyhawk. <laughs>
1: Shocking, shocking from from my point of view of, you know, five years later by which time everything had changed. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, the if if we do count specific editions, uh that, then I can then I can at least say Traveller. Because <laughs> because I have played Little Black Books Traveller. Yeah. And that that's seventy seven. Well, I
0: all this game amongst the I mean D and D wins hand down, but I also have uh superhero twenty forty four i I ran and that was really weird um mostly because of the sort of superheroes my my friends came up with hey. um and uh on guard of course, tunnels and trolls I now have a copy of, but I didn't have a copy of way back then
1: mm. so uh, nine years ago, this was our favorite old school. Uh, game owned. So at that point, I would say Traveller again because I don't really do old school. Yeah. I, I, I think it would be fair to say for both of us we we have played early D anD D, and we quite yeah. enjoyed it at the time. And we don't have any particular ambitions to play it again. So, yep. Uh, right, favorite game you never get to play. Okay. Well, I I I think
0: my. My feelings towards uh, Ask Magica have changed a bit um, since the, the, the line finished and I put the last book they're ever going to publish for fifth edition onto my shelves. Maybe, maybe I've, I've fallen out of love with it a little bit. At the moment, the game I have that I want to get to the table, that I can't figure out a way to get to the table, is Rain. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sort of putting off doing anything hard work about getting anything like hard work about getting it um, to a group somewhere, maybe online, maybe not, until the uh, physical copies of the new edition arrive, um, which is uh, possibly just my laziness talking. Hey. I it, uh, well, it's also the memory of the number of people I'm going to have to, I would have to persuade. To play. I need a group. <laughs> as I think I've said before, I need a group of virgins. Virgins are very important. Rain virgins. Yeah, I can. I can look for that.
1: I, um, yeah, I think I've played it once. I didn't feel especially enthused. I would. I would be up for playing it again. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that... last time I said uh, I, I tried a Pendragon campaign. Hmm. which petered out. I've since run another pen campaign, which petered out. Uh, I, I should talk to Watson Hall and say, look, guys, I, I realise that half of you are dead, but... <laughs> but...
0: I, I was unaware that Watson Hall was the great uh, undead role-playing group. Um, oh, I you find have no that idea, mate. <laughs> but, as long um, as they're not nibbling on your leg it's alright
1: basically uh, we we got we we did the uh, stage one of the campaign as published at that point i.e. the Uther period yeah, uh, ending at the feast which is supposed to kill people and it did kill people and I couldn't help noticing that hang on a minute this is all very well but you do not say anywhere in this campaign who was responsible for that poisoning there's not even a suggestion. No, no, it just happened. Well, uh, why why am I buying the a sex. campaign if I have to make it up myself?
0: A question we've all asked ourselves during, uh, during the during the decades. I, I will. I, I uh,
1: confess, I'm I'm feeling a bit more negative about Pendragon because they've now done two or three versions of the core book without Greg's involvement, and they're basically recycling the same stuff and adding a little bit to it each time. And you know that's fine, but you're not Greg. Yeah. I think, uh,
0: I think I. Given that I have had a Pendragon campaigns futter on me uh, several times, then uh, then yeah, I, I I think it's an ambition I'm never going. I'm never going to uh,
1: fulfil. And uh, I last time I said I'd. I wouldn't mind playing Blue Planet sometime. I still wouldn't mind playing Blue Planet sometime. Mm. Uh, the setting, I don't care what system. But the, the impression I get is that there, there are about three or four major things you can do. And once you've done them, that's pretty much it. So. The last
0: time I said I was looking forward to the new edition of Unknown Armies. And I, I, I'm not displeased with what I got, but it does raise the level of buying um, and necessary enthusiasm uh, from the players to heights that I have seldom seen. Well, I, I,
1: I shall be mentioning that in a later question.
0: Okay. Smartest RPG you have played? What does that mean?
1: I still don't really know. Um, first time round, time... mo- most intellectual RPG. Mm. Um, I basically, as as far as my mental model is concerned, and this may be unfair to games that I don't enjoy mm-hmm. as much, um, my basic approach is: I think I want to be people who think their way around the problem rather than just fight stuff i mean there may be fighting stuff but there's a lot of thinking about exactly where are we going to apply the violence so that we use a minimum of it and you know maximum damage to the bad guys minimum damage to everybody else including us i i care Mm. about this um which is essentially i mean there are some dungeon bashes that are like that that's not my general experience of them um if I've got to say something specific, then probably Transhuman Space, as I have played and run it, in which there is always someone a whole lot more shooty oh. than you. So, yeah, you, you, you don't win by being the shooty guys.
0: Yeah, I've got to say, there are a lot of smart RPGs, RPGs which have
1: good ideas
0: about how things are done. I mean, I'm willing, as a counterpoint to your plan first and then apply the violence, Thing, to mention uh, blades in the dark and its uh, derivatives, which um, w- which encourage you to um, only have the most general of plans as you head towards the job, the heist, the campaign you 're going to fight, and then improvise around um, around uh, what happens and what the dice say. Mm. Um, I I have a great deal of admiration for Greg Stolz's um, games designs. I am not entirely sure that all of them are terribly are totally playable, but they always stimulate my mind. There are lots of games which um, are about ideology nowadays. Things like Red Markets and um, and Eclipse Phase um, are and for well, that matter, in a different way, Blue Rose, are about um, ideological matters and how how far a particular um, possible future can be played out. But um, they, they can easily get terribly contentious and um, and they, they aren't easy to make into entertainment. And entertainment is probably the... Um, is probably the primary thing that we're looking for in role playing
1: games. Yeah, though, what's that quotation about tragedy being not the struggle of good versus evil, but the struggle of good versus good?
0: Yeah, that is that is something people have said.
1: Um, uh, I'm, I I feel that a game of uh, ideologies can do that very well. Um, mm. You know, it, it's not ha ha, I'm a villain and and I, and I want some babies to go on my hot dog. It's um, yeah, I, I I genuinely think we need to do this. Mm -hmm. in order for us all to survive. And you generally think we need to do that in order for us all to survive. We cannot do both of these things. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, um, I think think an infinite set of trolley problems is probably something uh, 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 most players can take very small amounts of.
1: Well, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the trolley problem as as it exists in popular culture is nonsense. And part of of the point of it, as originally proposed, was that you can think round it. But yeah, favourite character.
0: I um, I'm not going to tell the stories I told last. Time. I'm going to tell <laughs> the story of uh, Sergeant uh, Simon Foster, uh, PhD of the British Nuclear Constabulary, um, in your uh, in your uh, liminal inspired um, Monster Hunters campaign. He is, he is uh, a character who suffered a lot during the uh, part of last year and the early part of this year because he was the responsible one in amongst a bunch of weirdos who were trying to keep uh, monsters and the fae and what have you away from, uh, from the great British public. And he had an immense amount of guilt. And his main function seemed to be to say no, let's not kill them now. Let's do the research. Let's do the negotiations. All right, now you can kill now, now, kill them now.
1: <laughs> so this he lives is, with guilt. Survivor guilt. This is better than not survivor guilt. True. Probably. So this this is perhaps getting a bit incestuous, but let me tell you about Rafe. Otherwise known as oh. Colonel the Baron Raphael Tikanoff of the Imperial Marines. Hello, you might have seen me on Heroes of the Imperium. <laughs> Yeah, we we don't we don't really um, try try to go in disguise very much. This is a traveler character in Mike's game. Um, yeah, and yeah, let's be fair. Random character generation was good to him. Uh, it, yeah, it, it took it took him from um, ju- one level above gutter scum to a baron with his own planet. I mean, not he doesn't own it, but he gets to rule it. Uh, yeah, and. Yeah, he's not perhaps a terribly complicated character. Um, he, he misses his battle dress. Yeah. But, uh.
0: And his fusion gun, man, portable.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, but they did let him keep the gauss rifle. Hmm. Which, which he can use while still on the ship, because basically no, nowhere we land has laws lax enough to let you take one off the ship. Yeah. But, uh, frankly, I'm very glad of this. But, <laughs> but yeah, he, he has fun. Um, I, I feel that a lot of Traveller characters I, I have played end up, oh, well, you know, I, I had this career and they chucked me out, and blah. Yeah. And I thought, well, yeah, let's have someone... He, he had a good time, and now he's now he's ready to go on to the next thing, whatever that may be. He, he has enthusiasm for seeing places and get, get getting beaten up a lot, apparently.
0: Yes, well, the... uh the, the, you 're currently what the the characters in this campaign are currently wandering around a uh human dominated uh, sector outside of imperial space um and and doing a good he's doing a good impersonation of a uh victorian military officer uh showing the flag to um uh, to all the uh less fortunate uh,
1: nations. Uh, well, you know, I, I don't know how imperial annexation works in the usual run of things, because they, they, I'm just a simple soldier. They only send me in when it's gone wrong. You, you don't want that to happen. <laughs>
0: all right, all right, all right. Character correction note, you're a simple marine, which is a whole lot simpler <laughs> than a simple soldier.
1: <laughs> OK, favourite dice, this again. Yeah, well, it, it has actually changed since last time. Uh, I I am still buying dice occasionally per campaign if I if I'm in the mood for it. Can
0: can we put a picture of your of your big dice box into the or maybe a movie of you unfolding your big dice box <laughs> into the into the show notes?
1: I think it's somewhere on the there's a photograph on the New forum somewhere. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll link to that. Um, the thing that I have now that I didn't have nine years ago. Uh, is a set of double d6 so these are uh dodecahedral numbers 1 to 6 Ooh. twice uh with spots roll, roll roll better yes yeah, so they they are e- easier to roll when i have confined space like a dice tray in front of the uh video conference rig mm. um they're easy to read cuz they're spots uh-huh. Uh, they don't actually need to roll very far because you've got five uh, neighbours to each face and those are the five numbers that that face isn't. So anything is possible with, without it needing to bounce back and forth and so on. Um, I just find them re- really convenient for the D6-based games that I am mostly now playing.
0: Well, as, as I'm mostly now playing um, online, ge- uh, online games of Forged in the Dark variety... I, get to, as I, as GM, get to sit back and let the players roll the um, uh, the dice on the inbuilt uh, Roll20 dice rolling system, uh, which is uh, terribly convenient. My favorite in-person physical dice, I, I would probably have to uh, give a mention, a shout-out, to the very nice um, custom dice that John Dolman gave us for a space-based campaign. Space based GURPS campaign that you were re- re- running, hmm. um, which uh, which have various uh, numbers of constellations uh, forming the dots on them. They're a little hard to read, but they are very, very stylish.
1: Yeah, this, this was when uh, Chessex, well, st- Chessex does still do uh, custom dice if you send them hmm. the description, but since Brexit, it's not affordable anymore. It's about a dollar yeah. a face. Favourite tie in fiction? There's still nothing I really love. Um nine years ago I, I admitted to a um perverse fondness for Ed Greenwood's spellfire. Um which, you know, by by any light isn't terribly good, but it has some it has some fun about it. Ooh. Uh I haven't reread it since then, so it probably it's probably uh, been visited by the suck fairy while I was away.
0: Yeah. Um I, I have uh I have similar Feelings uh, about the world of darkness supplements I mentioned uh, the the last time, and uh, and I haven't gone back to Professor Barker's um, uh, first two uh Tekimel novels since all the revelations about his uh, his political views. I don't know if that would make make the suck fairy any worse. Um, the, uh, I do
1: have an, an e copy of Man of Gold sitting around, but I haven't. Uh...
0: I recommend Man of Gold it's not perfect but it's um it's it's the best of it because it was the first one and he let he let his editors tell him what what they knew mm. um uh there's very little tie in fiction that I actually bother with the great reams of uh D&D and um Dragonlance um fiction that that got tur- ch- churned out and I think I've read one or two of Kim Newman's um, Warhammer-related things, and they're quite good. But that's because they're Kim Newman. Hey. Uh the the most recent thing I, I've encountered was uh, Robin Laws's um, fiction tie-in for the Yellow King role-playing game, and that didn't keep me involved past the first, first chapter. Sorry, Robin. Sorry, <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, no, uh, it's not. A is thing this where I, I
1: challenge into a boxing match or something?
0: I, excuse me. No, I, I, th- I think this is where where Ken I challenges me to a boxing match and I surrender. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard positive things about uh, Mark Miller's Agent of the Imperium, but
0: oh yes, I have read it. It's it's interesting, but it's a bloody weird take on imperial history, and it's it's central. Feature is a is a piece of tech which just isn't there in the traveling universe <laughs> as we understand it, and also it gets weird, bloody weird, and mystical because, as far as I can make out, if it's, for it to operate that way, the the tech must be summoning the soul of the of the constantly reincarnated um, uh, agent of the Imperium from wherever it's been lurking around. I don't believe that brain chips work in the way, can work in the way, that they're, that they're uh, depicting <laughs> in, the, in the
1: fiction. All right. Weirdest game
0: you who ever played.
1: Yeah, now this is a change because uh, in the original it was weirdest game you, uh, weirdest game you owned.
0: Yeah. Which is,
1: which is much easier. Yeah. Because I, I have many games that I have never played and will not, probably never play and really ought to sell, but nobody else wants them either.
0: Yeah, I think I think the weirdest is got to be Troika.
1: It looks straightforward. Oh, you've actually played it. Excellent.
0: I played it once. So I'm not going to do that again, honestly. No. <laughs> well, it could it could be very good. It looks uh, the 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 traits that it uh, that it gives the the characters are as open and um, adaptable as those in Hero Quest or um, Rhesus. Uh, but the settings are just too, uh, they're just too odd. <laughs> I li- I like, I liked the initiative system too. I think I said, I said at the time, but that no, the the settings for it are just
1: too odd. I'm sorry. Well, I, I will come back to that in a later question. Um, I think probably the strangest game I've played is Unknown Armies Third Edition. Could be, could well
0: be. Yeah,
1: when do you, what, who did you play
0: that with? Uh, so that was
1: Film Masters running it with one of the standard, I don't know whether this is in the book or a Kickstarter extra, but you you are all workers at a mega-mart and weird things oh, yeah. are turning up in the inventory. No, that's, a, that's
0: one, of the early,
1: um, one of the early supplements for it. Yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah, and it was certainly very weird, and I, I will come back to that later. 12, old game you still play. Well, um, Traveller.
0: <laughs> Traveller? Um, RuneQuest? Uh... <sighs> um,
1: I, I Runequest. am still converting um, old games' mechanics to something more playable, like GURPS.
0: I think GURPS doesn't count as an old game. No, but, but no matter that, what, that, 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 that's... No matter what the young whippersnappers may say. That's
1: half a game I'm playing, because I'm playing the set, the old setting. Um, nine years ago, I was running *Torg* undergurps and preparing *Cyberpunk* under GURPS I've now run both of those. Yeah, I think I think Traveller, uh
0: I'd like to play some more *On Guard*, but I'm not really energetic about p- pursuing that.
1: Um, well, yeah. I, I have about a third of a computer moderator written, mm-hmm. and okay. when when there, when there is more of that written, I will definitely be uh, inviting you and you and selected others to. Uh, Break okay.
0: it
1: for me. Fair enough. Um, I don't
0: think I can claim uh, Call of Cthulhu as an old game if I'm playing RuneQuest, because RuneQuest <laughs> is the root of Call of Cthulhu.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, whether, it, whether you count Call of Cthulhu or not, I, I'm certainly still playing a lot of it, and it's certainly the old setting. It's not really a setting that's changed very much, after all, though Cthulhu Awakens has some interesting things to say about that. Uh, most memorable character demise. Well,
0: I told the story of the death of Leila, uh, the uh, the native guide, in uh, my in the in nine years ago, hmm. and I suppressed the story of my death in a lab. And I'll tell you that this time. Though I've got a vague feeling that I've told it um, sometime in the intervening nine years. This was a uh, one of the Cambridge. Um, RPG cons, and it was a LARP in which um, the GM and author needed somebody to die about a third of the way in. (laughs) And I said, uh, and she said, would you mind doing this for me, Michael? I said, that's fine, it fits in with my plans. I've got something else booked um, just after that. And uh, basically this was a game in which uh somebody was trying to kill me for reasons i'm not entirely clear with i was one of those generally obnoxious characters who um, who generate uh, motives uh, just by breathing
1: Ah, oh, the type the type 2 mystery everybody hated them <laughs> yeah
0: and the uh, uh and uh, all as far as i could work out what was going on in the background was that the uh the people Involved were either uh, Oberon and his court or people possessed by the spirits of Oberon and, and his court. And um, my the GM, I, I had been poisoned. Uh, and the GM taps me on the sh- shoulder and says, right, could you, do you know uh, Puck's final speech? Could you um, do that and die? And so uh, weaving and generally beca- looking... I, I were hallucinating. I, I stood up and started saying, "In this, uh, if these uh, shadows have offended, think, but this, and all is mended. That you have but slumbered here, whilst these shadows, uh, have, do appear." And as I am an honest, oh fuck, and fell over. And. Uh, <laughs> And the, uh, uh, and the, uh, and then the, uh, the last, my, my character's last words, which I'm saving up for my last words, were, not yet, you bastards, not yet, and died. And uh, then they got on with the rest of the
1: game. (laughs) I, I haven't had a new, most memorable character demise since the one I mentioned last time, so go back and listen to that, but it was the end of the Alien Invasion game when we, we were loose in the alien base, though not for long, and we had communications out, and we could contact the resistance and say, shoot, of this position hmm. with those nuclear missiles that we stole and gave you. And so we did. Huzzah. A good death. Favourite convention purchase? Um, not been doing it's a lot fairy. of conventions, or particularly role-playing conventions lately, but...
0: Well, I think at the moment, uh, though I've got very little actual play out of it, I have, I have gained a secondary collecting compulsion. Um, <laughs> was buying your copy of um, of a dungeon fantasy RPG. At least you said it was your copy that I picked up at uh, one of the Leicester conventions, and um, it's 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 stirred up ambitions in me, ambitions which are not easily
1: re- realised.
0: Well, now I, we're g- all I guess I don't distance. have the
1: box anymore, but I have no idea to whom I sold it. And I'm pretty sure... Um, I mean, it wasn't you directly, because I've never been to a Leicester Con. So.
0: Okay, well, somebody... In that case, somebody... <laughs> uh, uh, I thought... Okay. So I bought it uh, I bought it at Leicester. and For some reason, in
1: my memory, I bought your copy. All right, never it, mind. It may well have been. I certainly had one. Um, I still have... Um, Convention purchase I got most use out of is probably still first edition Shadowrun, which I bought at the Gen Con when it launched. Um more recently, uh Stealing Lovecraft, which is basically a book on how to build Lovecraft in adventures without yeah, by by stealing elements but not copying wholesale. Yeah. Uh, Graham Maudsney, I think. Uh which I have certainly found repeatedly useful. Favourite con module stroke one shot Um
0: let me think. It, this is an unknown army's first edition thing. What is it called? Give me a moment to research. Uh, it's the it's the a uh, breakout. I think it's called in um, in the uh, in the one shots collection. Uh, I have it somewhere. I'm not going to go go and get it off the. But I ran it. It's about a bunch of um jail uh, of uh, convicts escaped from jail who have taken over who have done a home invasion on a an isolated man and his wife and there are some other um, civilians there too and they discover that they have bitten off something more than they can chew mm. and i ran it once at a stepcom many years ago and it went very well especially with the people who had never played role
1: playing games i Hmm. I, I, I've I played some memorable one-shots, uh, including the thing I claimed back uh, last time, which was Mike Pondsmith's um, basically Hong Kong action film prototype game. I don't think it yeah. ever got published. Um, the most memorable rule was that uh, when character A speaks, player B to the right of him has to do the actual speech, while yeah, character A is just lip-syncing. Um but, oh dear but it, but it, it, you know Mike Mike is a very high energy GM uh, I disagree with many of his game writing decisions but in terms of running a table he is great or at least he was back then I mean who knows he's worked for Microsoft since then uh, In terms of one shot adventures um well okay we'll come back to this and favorite published adventure uh, I I do think role playing is generally best at the campaign level rather than at the uh, four hours for a one-shot game uh-huh. level, with the exception of Call of Cthulhu.
0: Yes, Call of Cthulhu in many ways is written uh, for the campaign one-shot.
1: Well, also, I think it may have been Ken Haidt who pointed out that yeah, if the horrible thing happens, fair enough, that's horror. If the If the survivors of that go out and decide to look for more horror, that's not horror anymore, that's monster hunting. Now many of the same things can happen, but it's a different feel. Yeah. Uh, which is why why I think Thulu works best as here are some pre-gen characters, and you you've got to survive the next four hours basically. Just as you know, most of the memorable uh, Lovecraftian stories are short stories. Uh, game I wish I owned. I still don't really have one. Um, I don't, I I have too many games already. Um, There's nothing that I think, oh, I would love to run X, but I don't have a copy.
0: I, uh, last time, I expressed the wish that I could get a copy of the Dune, uh, of the last Unicorn Dune, and I expressed a wish that I could get to see uh, Narcissist, the uh, second volume of Continuum. um, um, Mm hmm. Um I ha uh, in the years since um our beloved listeners have managed to provide me both of these and you'll be unsurprised to learn that it was a bit of a disappointment in both cases. I- I've read uh, narcissist at least. Yeah. I I still have a certain lust for the rarest of um of the continuum supplements, the other one, which is called Further Information. Um <laughs> I've seen the. You can see the the uh, cover on the internet, but uh, that I've never. I've never seen copies of the text. You would have think thought you would have thunk that someone would have uh, put it up on drive through, but it doesn't appear to have to have uh, happened. Did I'm it? Sure... Did
1: it actually get published, or was it just a cover? Cause the,
0: the, the... I am beginning to doubt. Okay, but it has been quoted as being up for sale but um on ebay but it's always closed at a fabulous pl- price once i got there I'm i still remembering that
1: fr- some, some of the lords of creation uh later adventures hmm. had covers and by by uh reasonably informed report had outlines but then didn't didn't uh actually get fully written before before things went pop so yeah
0: i uh I still use the phrase, further information is not available here, um, when the um, when the Mr Johnson or other superior who's briefing you decides that you don't really ne- need all the details of the thing you're about to be um, committed to doing.
1: Well, that, that does bring us along to the next thing, which is uh, the funniest game you've played, which for me is still Paranoia. I think it's because... I mean, this is my reaction to comedy in general, which is a bit, a bit uh, unusual. I think I, I want the characters not to be in a comedy, but the things they do are funny. Mm. So, to, to somebody in the world of paranoia, it is deadly serious. Yeah. To a, to the players outside, we're we're having fun, and and I, it's that contrast which makes it work for me. Okay, I um, I
0: I will share your praise of paranoia. Although I've changed my mind, I think the Yellow Clearance Black Box Blues has moved down a step in my estimation of paranoia um, uh, scenarios, and me and my Shadow Mark IV has moved up.
1: Yeah, I I would say, Shadow, you're basically going to get through the whole thing uh, before all the PCs are dead permanently. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, your your cat is walking behind you and and showing colour fringing worthy of the BBC in the 1970s. For a special are, effect you on, are. On, on the auto background removal. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Shadow has some great bits, but a lot of them are bits that only the GM is ever going to get to read.
0: Hmm. I, th- I I also agree with you about the serious funny
1: thing. All my
0: games are are fairly are fairly funny um, from the point of view of game of table chatter and what the players are saying as opposed to the characters i think the finest match between my player's sense of humor and the humor in the game was the laundry files um which had the air of satire about the uh about the british civil service and had uh, had opportunities for um uh, monster hunting and uh, and being a
1: badass and being a a mighty mystical warrior, which it was fun. I'm I'm told there's some, some movement towards a new Laundry Files RPG at some point.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not sure it's necessary. Honestly. Yeah. Well, but, I, so, I,
1: I, I played a campaign run by John Dalman before the official RPG was published, and that went in quite a different direction, but it worked really well. So favorite uh. game system. Okay, yeah, well. <laughs> yes, it is still GURPS 4th edition. Um, mm. I I have to qualify that with as I play it, as I run it. Because yeah. I, I'm sure you could run uh, GURPS in a way that was super complicated and tedious. Mm. And I yeah. try not to do that. So, the, well, the thing I do like is because, I think because of its modularity, you don't have to worry that if you change section A over here on how something works, you're going to break section B over there. Yeah, and you you have point costs, but balance is basically an illusion. Mm. It, it's a comforting illusion, but it, it really doesn't work when you poke at it closely. So, um, I, I
0: I think yeah. still uh, since the capital uh let capitalized word here the block word in the question is system, then I have to say gerps. Too. I've got a lot of other systems that I find intriguing, interesting, and um, and inspiring, but GURPS is still my default. It is the one that I have to do the least work of rethinking the system mm. to to use, though I still have to do a lot of work preparing for each campaign um, in in tuning and uh, particularising the system. No, you cannot have brain surgery. No, you cannot have a resurrection spell.
1: No. (laughs) So, favourite published adventure? Um, Okay, Go on, Roger. Yeah, well, since uh, last time, uh, I've, I've played quite a bit with Watson Hall, which, unlike most of the other groups I've played with over the years... I is entirely accepting of well, yeah, okay. Let's run a published adventure. Uh, yeah. I've not found one that I really like, but I have picked up some very strong opinions about things that need to be in a published adventure, which generally aren't, such as a timeline, oh yeah, a list of characters, a oh um,
0: a structure um and alternate paths to different things, and uh, and. Please
1: play test it with people who aren't your friends. <laughs> well, I I'm going to put my money where, I, where my mouth is. I'm gradually getting closer to getting some of my own adventures into a form that can be published. And Yay. now then then you, you guys can all argue with me. be. We will. We well, will. As long as you pay first, obviously.
0: Oh, entirely clear. No review copies here. Um uh, I uh, I think yeah. I think my favourite um is going to have to be, even though I don't agree with everything about it, is going to have to be um, the Dracula dossier, um, which are uh, basically is throwing everything the authors could uh, gather up about uh, about the mythos of Dracula, about uh, London in the nineteenth century, about modern day spies and um, and uh, and uh, adventure and uh, and throwing it together in a way that you can pick bits out and create your own unique uh scenario and i've done it once and someday maybe i'll, I'll do it again but um on the other hand it is very much of its time uh, very much of uh of, of the of the time period of the 20 teens when it was published and some of its uh, assumptions have been overwhelmed by events. Um, you could, I, you'd have to change it quite a lot to play it in the current time period. Mm. I think when I was doing it, i I deliberately, uh, I deliberately backdated it to be before Brexit and other things, um, and produced in, in the. Uh, in the process, uh, an even more nightmarish reality
1: than our own. Hey, yes, my my my, my dystopian projections end up looking distressingly pleasant con- compared with the real world. Uh Yeah, game you'll still play in twenty years' time. Well, still play in
0: twenty years' time. I pu- I protested at th- this question the last time, and I'm sixty-nine now, and and at eighty-nine. Who knows if I'll be able to see the end of my own nose, much less the, the numbers on the dice. Um, I would like, in 20 years' time, to be playing something new and exciting, which I have not thought of uh, or conceived of yet, but which will be hmm. all the thing.
1: So. Yeah, um, I mean, if if there is still something like GURPS... Well, I mean, in, in the very worst case, there will be something like GURPS 4th Edition, because that already exists. Yeah. even if sj games went bust tomorrow it would still exist
0: how how do you feel about the prospect of a fifth edition do you feel it's necessary
1: um well i i i hypothesize sometimes um when i get lured into chatting on the on the sj games forums about what i would do in a theoretical fifth edition of GURPS, which is mostly brutal simplification yeah uh, especially in terms of the lists of advantages and disadvantages and skills uh i'm never obviously never actually going to do this um i think that is a business decision and i'm not qualified to make a business decision of that sort because i don't know what their sales are like all uh, right i will i will I, say i know what if, my own stuff is selling like but you know that's no guide to the system health of the system as a whole
0: i would say that i want there to be something like Gertz. i would like there to be something uh based in glorantha still existing um such is my sentimental attachments to the,
1: uh, to the system. I will say, well, I mean, I, I know people who, when Gert's fourth edition came out, felt that they were sufficiently invested in third that they were just going to stick with third. And that's still mm. working for at least some of them. I, I don't see myself as one of those people.
0: Well, I am aware that my ability to absorb new uh, material is uh, getting strained. I mean, my brain is full of stuff that really ought to be cleared out and, and put into storage. I recommend beer. Oh, no, 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 no. I, th- I think it may, may damage the structure.
1: When I was young, I feared it
0: might injure the brain, but now I'm perfectly sure I have none. I do it again and again.
1: Yeah. I, I think I don't see any reason to suppose that the general trend in systems of getting simpler to pick up will yeah. change uh and therefore i don't you know, I, I think they're getting simpler faster than i'm getting stupider this may of course change but
0: may, yes okay let's move on carefully
1: to <laughs> favorite licensed rpg yeah well, i this, said this is a change for me um, huh because I, I i ended up being not particularly impressed with anything but eventually saying the laundry rpg um now I have played James Bond 007 and I think not only is it a very interesting and largely neglected system, um, it does the best job I have met of specifically uh, producing the feeling of the James Bond film and the sort of decisions that you would make playing that sort of story.
0: Yeah, I... Uh, Thanks. Steve. I, I I think that uh, the Laundry Files have moved up above uh, Buffy, which was my last... Um, I answered last time, but only, only marginally. I had, I had a burst of disappointment, uh, when I got the uh, Rivers of London RPG, since it went for a very simplified um, magic system, I think, and um, uh, could have done better. Um, but may, maybe, maybe I will learn to love it in the years to come if Chaosium serves it.
1: I continue to feel that. If you're going to be a special purpose RPG, you, know, you you get the license, you do the book, the RPG for that thing. It is much better to be specifically about that thing than to have a generic system which you, which you then adapt to the supplement. Yeah. Because you know, the, particularly the sort of thing, the sort of book or film that makes a good RPG is generally yeah. about the big people doing the big things, and your typical RPG is not. And no. Even no. one that is doesn't do it in that specific way that says, "Yeah, this feels like this feels like Indiana Jones," as opposed to "this feels like action adventure." Hmm. That said, I'm not sure there was ever a good indie RPG. <sighs> it burned. It burned.
0: <laughs> um,
1: best second-hand RPG purchase. Ah, uh, I will still. Well, I, I've still got my Gert's third edition. Is mostly second-hand because uh, I came to it relatively late. A uh, specific book that I use most is still the Millennium's Zen Gems Companion, Hidden Gem. Um, I still have a fondness for central casting.
0: Yes, yes, they are entertaining. I, I, w- I, w- I, would like, I, I would like them to be rejigged, but I think they're only going to be expanded.
1: I gather Janelle is now working on something that is a derivative of Slash reinvention of slash something, but details are minimal. And as far as I can tell, I'm only on Facebook. So yeah, shrug. Nobody's ever going to tell okay. me, except you, possibly. <laughs> best second, my best second RPG purchase was
0: Nexus Life, which is the one supplement for that um, very odd multiversal city um, setting that Robin Laws, ah, uh, that Robin Laws took the. Uh, Feng Shui, the, the core of the Feng Shui uh, system, from um, yeah, because it's it's one of those cool um, in the game world uh, documents, well, which are of which I am excessively fond.
1: Mm. Coolest looking RPG product or book? I'm still not really a a cool looking book sort of guy. <laughs> I would say,
0: um, though my answer of last time, which is the Guide to Galantha, is still true. I will say that, uh, from design point of view, uh, the uh, Doctor Who uh, Adventures in Time and Space role playing—oh, that's fair, yeah—has a lot of really cool looking stuff.
1: The the As I understand it, the basic thing you do when you're negotiating to do a licensed RPG of a visual medium is say we want to raid your video archives. And mm. they have done that. Yeah. This is the thing that the James Bond system class- classically fails to do. And everybody else has learned since. <laughs> <laughs> Complex stroke
0: simple RPG you play.
1: Uh, Well, I I guess if you want to be um, formal about it, the most complex game I play is certainly GURPS. I mean, GURPS has 18,000 pages of material.
0: Yeah, not all of that is system. Uh, Indeed. I
1: I don't actually use everything in the basic set in any one game. Yeah. and The the amount of stuff that's there is not the problem. The, The difficulty of character generation is the problem.
0: Yeah, you know, GURPS is, is simple in the, in the essence, complex in the details. I think simp- the, most, the simplest in the essence game system I've got is probably Rhesus, um, which you have a number of dice to be assigned, assigned to. They don't call them traits, they call them cliches, hmm. which define your character. And you can adapt them more or less to um, any situation uh, that they run into. Um it's a simple it's it's intended to, to be comedic rather than um capable of deep seriousness but it'll do high drama and um adventure pretty pretty well I'd say and mm. is very very short I think anything much shorter than Rhesus is a bit pointless but um
1: I'm I'm still very fond of fudge I've well. never
0: well, as an idea, Fudge was never an idea. It was a oh topic.
1: yeah, it, it's it not a it's not a complete game in itself. But you can add not very much to it to have a complete game.
0: Uh-huh. How did you feel about uh, about uh, Fate as a as a? Uh, he, as he
1: adds things that don't really seem to work for me. The the whole pyramid of things and and the whole talents thing just doesn't. Doesn't hold together well for me. I think possibly because the talents were underdefined when I've tried to play it. So it might be worth trying at some point. But, uh...
0: The the approaches in the in the um, in the even simpler version are even more undefined. So
1: yeah, well. So unplayed RPG that you own. All right. I think.
0: Uh, I, I I I think there are lots of them. <laughs> uh, I have yeah, a lot yeah, I, I have of these shelves. Well, I've, I I have this somewhat bad um, uh, Kickstarter habit. I never got. I though I I somewhat admire it. I never got around to playing uh, Robin's um, Robin Law, Laws's uh, Yellow King role playing game. In theory, the um, the the i the reality horror nature of it should appeal to me, but. I'm not sure it's capable of the extended campaign, a multiple campaign set-up that he's created. I really ought to get, at least get the energy to run a, a one-off uh,
1: sometime at a con. I'm interested. My concern is that the... Oh, probably somebody who speaks lit-crit better than I do would would say what it is. But the the basic idea that everything is malleable and nothing in the end that you can do is of any great importance... I think, maybe be fine in, in a short story, but I'm not sure how well it would work in something that is still recognisable as an RPG. But that may be my limitation, so... I think the horror would mostly
0: lie in the fact that it's malleable by people who aren't you. Though, actually, I suspect yeah. there's a good strain of, of reality horror in discovering that you can manipulate reality,
1: but not very well. Hey, I'll come back to that. Uh, the thing that goes to the top of the list for me is Troika. I would love to try playing Troika, uh, but the opportunity has not arisen. I, I do not feel confident enough to run it run myself. It. Favourite character sheet. We said this was a weird one last time,
0: um, and it's still a weird one. Mm. Um, the modern-day character sheet, as incarnated on Roll20, is a wonderful thing, and it makes... Doing all sorts of online games, a lot simpler. Um, I, as I have a a very poorly sighted um, uh, player in my Wednesday night group, I'm willing to partially praise the uh, the uh, the accessibility options that are there, but could wish that um, somebody would spend money on. Um, on making it a lot simpler for um, for for somebody who uh, can't really who can't use uh, their eyes to coordinate things um, better.
1: Yeah, I did uh, recently <sighs> try um, a new service called Play Roll. Uh, it's, in, uh-huh. it's in I think free beta at the moment, and this, this is probably the most I've used any sort of online gaming system more complex than a, than the simple video conference, and. It was certainly more complex and it had you know here's your character sheet here here is how you can roll dice and so on. and to me it offered absolutely no advantage over an actual character sheet at actual dice. I mean, I don't see the appeal.
0: <laughs> yeah, um there's a lot of automation that can be put into um, a simple enough role playing game um if you if you make the uh, character sheet. Are uh, capable of rolling a, a
1: skill, a trait, whatever.
0: Yeah, the, this was tunnels and
1: trolls, so you, you you click on your decks, and it's and you, the, it spot it puts up that plus two d six, and th- then you roll them, and then it says, okay, yeah. you, you know, you made a level two save or whatever. I
0: think perhaps uh, the the art has gone past on on since then. I will admit that I like I I quite like the look of the fancy uh, character sheets for. Uh, RuneQuest uh, adventures in Glorantha. Um, I haven't played, uh, and I've used the Roll Twenty version as well. I'm sure there are faults in there,
1: but uh, but it does a pretty damn good job. The other thing is, of course, is you do get platform lock-in if you start getting content specifically for a platform. And friends who use Roll Twenty a lot tell me that they're just in the process of introducing unskippable advertisements. So you know, that that would be enough to get me I never have. to use it again. Okay game you'd like a new edition of? Um, well, as I, as I mentioned, I do sometimes hypothesise about how I'd like to strip the core of GURPS down to the GURPS I actually play at the table. Hmm. Um, I'm not saying I don't want all those other 18,000 pages. I'm saying I want there to be a core GURPS that you can just pick up and say, right, this is what we're going to play. You have now read it. You have now grasped you... what you need to do.
0: You want to write to write your own uh, your own version of uh, of Gerb's light,
1: sort of. Yeah, I mean, GURPS light for third ed was a very different thing from GURPS light for fourth, because fourth was also the conversion guide. So, so it has to list all the stuff in third ed and say here's how it works in fourth now.
0: I don't remember it being like that. but Never mind. I this is uh, there is a sad and funny story. Last time we did the in the, with the previous edition of this uh, questionnaire. I went on about uh, Exalted Second, going out of my way to specifically insult it, um, and then I went and backed the Kickstarter on on not Exalted Third, but the uh, the light version of Exalted Third, and I've got it now, and it's not that much more light. I'm I'm glad I got it. I've got a lot of I I took the opportunity to pick up a lot of the stuff. For uh, Exalted Third. And I, I really do like the world, and I really admire the care that's gone into making it and expanding it. It's just I can't get my head around the game system in the slightest, and it's still just too much for my tiny brain. And this is what comes
1: of wishing for new editions of things, is what I'm saying. Uh, there isn't now, since nine years ago, a new edition of Rollmaster. I'm told it's it's quite good. If you imagine I'm looking daggers at you, Roger, because I am. (laughs) But if if I haven't bought it, given the Rollmaster fan I bought thirty years ago, yeah, scariest game you've played. Uh, I'm going to come back to that Unknown Armies game, not particularly because of the. actual things that were happening but for the gradual realisation and I'm pretty sure this is part of what Unknown Armies is meant to do that if we dealt with the problem we would end up becoming the new problem Yes the yeah, you know, th- There is this power and having this level of power is just not good for you, you your pathetic meat brain It's about how it's, it's a game about how much you're willing
0: to sacrifice to get what you want and sensible people often say, not as much as this game offers. Mm. Yeah,
1: Sorcerer ah, was ah. supposed to be the classic for
0: that, but I, I think there's a lot of it here as well. I never understood the temptations that Sorcerer was off- offering me, because <laughs> they are they are mostly about killing people, and that is not the sort of temptation I'm sub- subject to much. Uh, I wasn't going to push forward Dread, just because when it's going well, um, Dread... Uh, Creates mounting um, mounting terror, mounting uh, incapacity to face the terror. And 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 I'm quite pleased with what I about what I did with the MR james um flavoured dread thing I ran out uh stabcon a few years ago. I believe I was playing that in fact. Yeah, I believe you sacrificed your character's life nobly
1: um to save the rest of them. Uh, most memorable encounter, well, I uh, haven't had one to beat Aldebaran in in the um, Infinite Cabal campaign. Uh, the Cabal breaks out across worlds, and we and we are it. I'm going to say
0: um uh, that the the concluding bit of a vampire game I was in run by my friend Drac, name purely coincidental, no relationship. <laughs> um, uh, at the end of which, the the MacGuffin had been the flint knife that Cain used to murder Abel with. And my character ended up with it. And he got in a taxi. And the taxi driver turned around and said, I think you have my knife. Hey. And, uh And apparently this is what Cain is doing nowadays. He's driving a cab in South London and wiping the memory of anybody who meet, meets him. But it was a lovely end uh, to the campaign. Hey.
1: Okay, nine years ago, this was the rarest RPG you own. Now, again, it's shifted to the most obscure RPG that you have played. Oh, glory, (laughs) Which, in Uh, my case, is quite easy because I recently played the Durini RPG. Ah, that is. I have played that. I played it
0: um, at a convention with the author of the Durini books and the author of the supplement. I have a copy. I've never played it since then um, it's pretty obscure
1: um, I, brought, I, I it... bought my fudge dice from an in person as a Gen Con Ooh, well. <laughs> they, they're just fudge dice I mean shrug But yeah, let me have a look
0: here uh, what have I actually played uh, uh, it depends what you call obscure
1: oh <laughs> um, hang on hang well on, I mean hang... the, I think we've both played Continuum I certainly have you know, I don't think I actually... Have I actually played it? I don't think so. I've read it, but I don't think I've played it. I'm not volunteering.
0: Uh, good. Uh, let me have a look. I have a lot of stuff that I have... Ah, oh, Gloriana. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff. But, uh, a Taste for Murder? That's fairly obscure, though very new agey. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Agon I don't th-
1: think is obscure, but... Um, yeah. I, I, I may have a distorted picture of what's obscure these days. I'm pretty sure I kept, saw it come off on a bundle of holdings, so... Okay, wait now, wait one.
0: Um, I am going, going to say Lands of Adventure, the Gold's Game, because I have run it ages, eons ago, back when dinosaurs still roamed the Earth. Um, it's interesting, and an interesting... Attempt at a role playing game. I think it has influence later on, but it uh, it never actually, apart from Lee's own own, own use of it, has never actually uh, taken off or influenced anybody much.
1: And finally, favourite RPG of all time.
0: Time. I have to say GURPS. I still have to say
1: GURPS. Yeah. Sorry
0: about this. I have to say
1: GURPS. Um. He- I think I get the impression that a lot of these questions assume that RPG equals system plus setting, as most of them, let's face it, still are. Um, so if, if I had to say that, it might be trickier, but one of the reasons GURPS is my favourite is that it lets me play an awful lot of different sorts yeah. of the basic style of game I like. I will agree with that.
0: If we're, if we're going to say game and setting, then I'm going to say Runequest Quest Fair. Um but uh but uh but at this time in my life I would say looking back Gertz has had the most use and the most impact on what I've done. But uh who knows what the future will bring. In twenty years' time, assuming I'm still compost mentis and and uh, capable of getting out of bed by myself in the morning,
1: um I may be doing something entirely different. Indeed. I mean, this is my favourite RPG of all time brackets right now. I think Uh, that's all we can say. I don't think I would be close to the idea of a new thing coming along and being even better at running the sort of game I want to run. Mm. Comparing our answers with those uh, from the first RPG a day, um,
0: I think we may have progressed a little and learned (laughs) a few things um, and, and got a bit more diverse in the things we like to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, i, um, and we, and I, I do also not got a bit, such, yeah. a bit older. Yeah. I do not need such strong reasons to run something in its planned setting rather than GURPS, but I still have GURPS as, yeah, let's face it, if I'm going to do it, something, well, particularly something of any length. I'd like to have little twiddly detailed differences between characters. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've got two people who are basically the violence guy, but they approach it in different ways. Yeah. And I think you need at least a moderately complex system to make that work. Let's stop now. Let's stop now.
0: (laughs) So, if you've done your own set of answers to uh, RPG a day this year, point them to us, and we'll we'll give you publicity. Um, you can contact us by... Uh, leave a message on the website or email podcast at tekele.ly. And we will be back again, certainly hope, in another month.